I guess like the quicker you accept your setbacks and failures, the um I guess the easier it will be later on. That and the sooner you start to realize who you are as a person. That's why I've learned so much about myself is because of my failures. Welcome back to the Statues Podcast. Today with me, I have my co-host, Crystal. Hi! Um, today, I have actually no idea what the podcast topic is about. Uh, Crystal's going to lead with this as she's the one that came up with the topic today. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead. Well, you know, the one thing that we all experience in life is setbacks. I know running a company, there are always going to be like many, many, many setbacks because we are also just starting off too. So my question to you is, how do you deal with that? Dealing with those setbacks so that you don't let it affect you. Setbacks. Um, See, so the hardest thing is for me, I didn't go to business school, so I've had many setbacks. (laughs) I've I've run a company solely just off my money, and that was a setback. I've then picked it up again, learned about learned the hard way about the business aspect of what I do. The hardest part about setbacks is you think that's it. Mm-hmm. Where you have to understand and where you have to kind of learn is. How to have confidence in yourself again to pick yourself back up. But like, how do you get out of that funk though? Like, like because you're in that mindset and you're like, oh man, like, you know, like this is a, like whatever it is, like, it's like, oh shit, this is a setback. Like, like I can't, like it, this setback might be, you know, at that moment so big. So, like, how do you just, like, tell yourself, you know, like, get out of it. You know, like, it's going to be okay. The easiest way? Go back to working a regular job. That, to me, kicked it in gear where it was like I had forgotten what this was like. How people treat you. What you are to people. You are just another number. You are just another person. You don't matter. That helped me with my setbacks where it was like, I would rather fail a hundred, uh, I would rather fail a hundred times doing what I love and learning and never doing it again mm-hmm. than to go back and work a regular job where every day I'm told I'm wrong because they have an expectation about what their job from their job that I'm doing is about. Mm. But I guess, like, along with those setbacks, some people view them as, like, as failures, you know? Like, like would you say that there's a difference between, like, a setback and a failure? Even though sometimes people that are in that funk, like, they, they think that it's one and the same or sometimes do two different things. Oh, well, I, I think it's, I think it goes both ways where I do think they are one and the same, but it could also be another thing, right? For me, a setback... Now that I've been doing what I've been doing for quite a bit, mm-hmm. a setback is a failure to me. But I don't see a failure as something where I don't see it as a stopping point anymore. Maybe back in my early 20s, I did when I would have a setback and in, 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 in terms fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would stop for a bit. I'd stop for months. Mm-hmm. 
like and the thing that uh some people don't know is that uh before right before statues i was in a major depression where i wasn't doing anything mm-hmm. and that was the hardest part was like what do i do i had major setbacks where i had i had no confidence anymore about my skill set mm-hmm. i had no confidence about who i was Mm-hmm. But it was when I started statues and started working with like-minded people that I started to understand. Mm-hmm. I do have something to bring to the table and I just don't see it yet. Mm-hmm. Because I know that like for me, like although I haven't like I haven't experienced much yet because I'm still going through that portion of life where like setbacks and like failures are constantly going to happen and you just have to pick yourself up like for me right now i see as like and and this might sound like kind of like old-fashioned but for me like not finishing school in like the same timeline as everybody else my age like because i grew up with a very strict asian parents that like oh like that is a setback and sometimes it's like it's so hard for me to be like, oh, you know, like, like it's going to be okay, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I just, it, it's hard to to break out of that funk sometimes. And I think that isn't a failure. That is more of just a setback where it's like, there are some people in their lives where right out of high school, they know exactly what they want. And then there are some that they don't. And... The one thing that personally, maybe back when I went to school, mm-hmm. that I kind of realized was high school wasn't preparing you for 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 what's like to happen outside, like after you leave those doors. Yeah. You know, they tell us all the time. And I remember this, like in school is that like they always tell us, oh, we're preparing you for post-secondary. We're preparing you for the outside world, you know, for, for the reality of it. But then once I, once I left those doors of comfort in high school and then you go to post-secondary and then you start like working, you know, bigger jobs, you realize, oh, like shit, like this isn't what school told me about it. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, look, you're going to have setbacks and then you're going to have failures. Okay. Failures failures and setbacks you can learn from it but the hardest part is learning from a failure because learning from a setback is it's just it's a little easier right Mm -hmm. with the setback to me at least it's more of just like it's a hurdle Mm -hmm. you can jump over that hurdle but Mm -hmm. a failure to me is more of like a brick wall and sometimes when you hit that brick wall you ain't know what to do anymore yeah and that's the hardest part it's like look I've had my fair share of setbacks and I've had my fair share of failures. Mm -hmm. How I pick myself up every time is different every time. Yeah. You know, I've had setbacks with statues where we go and we go and then I feel like the structure of the company isn't strong enough. Mm -hmm. But those setbacks, I can just go back to my desk, think about it, learn from people. And then implement what I learn into the structure of the company and start building again. Mm-hmm. With the failure, it, it might have been like my first company where it fell, it broke. And everyone that I had in it was gone. Now that's a failure. Mm-hmm. But how you pick yourself up after that 
that's the that's where you really do test yourself yeah because i know that like a lot of not a lot of people but these are like in like some cases where like you know they fail once and because that failure is so big and like it really affected them that they don't ever pick themselves up again and like that's it but for you like i've seen many times where like the company failed because maybe it's the structure or maybe the timing wasn't right or maybe just the people like it's just like that saying like um wrong place at the wrong time yeah but you but you never let that stop you you still pick up you still continue and you know you're like okay you know okay maybe this company is not working okay i'll start another one and i'll start another one and i'll start another one Mm -hmm. you know like that shows that like it's it's a testament to how you are you know you don't let it stop you well and and that and because I've come to understand how to learn from my failures, right? Mm-hmm. Once I've made a, f- a failure once, I'm not going to do it again. I've already understood where that failure takes you. Mm-hmm. There isn't another route where that failure will take you. It'll take you exactly where it, where you ended off the last time. Yeah. So for me now, I've understood that. And I've mm-hmm. made a lot of mistakes in my life. So I can reflect onto those mistakes and be like, oh, I've done this before. I shouldn't do this again. Mm-hmm. Or I've met other people who... Personally, I, I, I'm I'm very, you know, mm-hmm. um, business intimate with. Yeah, yeah. And so I can learn from their failures as well where, you know, we've had conversations where they'll sit down and be like, hey, I've done this. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And I think that is a very important lesson is can you listen? Mm-hmm. You know, some people have a hard time listening. Yeah, yeah. And some people have a hard time trying to realize what they're trying to realize what they're doing is there a right and is there a wrong because sometimes they think the wrong is right and the right is wrong you mm-hmm. know yeah i guess like for me like when it comes to that it's like i said earlier like about the school thing but but that's because i feel like maybe for me there was such a huge emphasis on school that's like from both the teachers, the guidance counselor, you know, like my mom, my dad, you know, my, my entire family, you know? So like there was a huge emphasis on like, oh, like you have to finish school. If you're going to start, you're going to finish all the way through and there's no stopping. So for me, like that's such like, it, it really like affects how I think. And so that's why like, it's so hard to just really, you know, to get out of it. Yeah. And, and I, I, I do agree with that. You know, I've seen a lot of kids who suffer um, suffer from that kind of uh, mentality. Mm-hmm. But I think, and, and I'm not going to say I understand because I don't. Mm-hmm. Because the hardest part for me, like, and I'm well, not going to say the hardest. The easiest part about me is that I think my parents knew that if I wasn't going to go to college for what I wanted, I wasn't going to go to college, period. That's true because your parents, and, and not speaking bad of them, okay, they're amazing people, but I know that once upon a time ago, they also had, like that mindset where like oh you're going to school for like for business will make you money or or, you know whatever it is that will you know that will guarantee you like a paycheck at the end of the day and you weren't like that i think every parent is like that where they want financial stability for Mm -hmm. their child right yeah yeah but for me i've made it very obvious to (laughs) everyone around me and even my teachers knew in high school that yo this kid if he's not gonna do anything related to media this kid ain't gonna do anything Mm -hmm. 
Man, it was true because I wasn't good at math. I wasn't good at science. I didn't really care for the English classes. Mm-hmm. Half the time I was going to my contact teacher and he was signing me out so that I could go and work on videos with him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it taught me a lot. It taught me that in this world, you know what you want and sometimes all you have to do is chase it because it'll lead you somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But I guess like like that, like sometimes it's it's kind of hard because it's like I've you know it's it's like we've talked about before where like you're gonna chase it but sometimes chasing it is so exhausting because you're put to the test like emotionally and mentally yeah and but see and now the flip side of that and i always think about this is it's mentally exhausting to chase your dreams Mm -hmm. it's also mentally exhausting to work a nine to five for 30 years that's true Right, you're working nine to five every day, doing the same thing every day, getting yelled at by your boss every day. Mm-hmm. But I would rather be mentally exhausted because I'm chasing what I want and doing what I want, mm-hmm. and making my own failures and learning from my own failures and having my own successes mm-hmm. because of what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Right, and like there are some people that are good with financial stability, and trust me, there are days where I look at my job and I'm like, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. the financial the financial aspect of my job it's not stable where yo know, there are some days where we'll pick up a project and it's a good amount of chunk it's a good amount of money mm-hmm. but then there there are months where we don't we don't got anything and we're just living off whatever I was living off my last project mm-hmm. but there are those that they like that financial stability. They don't mind working to that nine to five. Mm-hmm. And and I that's why now as an adult I can finally say is I don't I don't want to shit on people's ideals of work mm-hmm. or their ideals of like a nine to five because yeah. there are some people that are good at it. There are mm-hmm. some people that like that life. Yeah, yeah. They work a nine to five, they go home, they they're with their wife and they're with their kids, or you know, they can go chill with their friends. Mm-hmm. Hey, that life is meant for peop- some people. And mm-hmm. then I'm more of the type where I know that I need to constantly do something. Yeah, I mean, you've never been for that. You would like stability, but you've always been the type to always embrace change and and the unknown. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is like, it just depends on the person mm-hmm. and how that person deals with certain things. Mm-hmm. That's true. Because it's just all about adaptability, too. Yeah. You know? Some people either embrace it or some people will fight against it and struggle. Because I know for me that, like, when change happens, I I love change, but at the same time, because I'm so, like, there could, there, like, I could be so comfortable in, like, an environment that sometimes the change, although welcomed, I, I, I struggle with it. You know, it's a it's a change will always be something that everyone will struggle with right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Even I struggle with change. Like I'm still struggling with the change of how new media is. Mm-hmm. I come from a generation where a lot of what we did was analog, not digital. What's that? 
See, so like <laughs> <clears throat> we used to have uh, the uh, small cassette tapes. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So that's how we used to film stuff, or we used to film on actual VHS tapes. Oh, you, you know what? I, I feel like that time, because I remember my mom always telling me that whenever she got a paycheck, she would go and buy VHS, uh, VHS tapes for me as a kid. But during that time, I also was, the CD came along too, mm-hmm. you know? So, so that's why, like, I guess when VHS was there for me as a kid, I was still too young. So that's why when the CD came, I I, I just like, <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, and and that's something that in this field of work is gonna be a setback is seeing change and understanding that change. That's a setback, especially in our in our field of work. Mm-hmm. You know, kids don't have to go to college and university anymore for film and television to learn how to edit. Mm-hmm. You have online courses you have youtube you can learn yeah skillshare you can learn all that kind of stuff and it's right at the tip of your fingers you 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 got it right there now Mm -hmm. but you know it's so hard because it's like i said going back to what i said earlier is that like in high school that's fantastic you know like right now everything's accessible you don't really need to go to post-secondary but there's such a huge emphasis on going to school even if it means going to school for that you know, mm-hmm. so it, it so there are some people that are like, you know, that's fine. I don't need to go to school. I can just learn it myself, you know, go buy a really good camera or or even like just like the lowest quality of camera. But for them, it's still learning. You pick it up, you, you know, play around with it, you learn. But it's it's so but there are some people that like because, you know, like it's such a huge emphasis. They're like, okay, you know, I'm going to go to school for it. You know, I'm I'm, I'm just going to go with it. And. And I think that comes up to the individual itself and how determined they are to do something or to learn something. Mm-hmm. Uh, like for me, all of this audio stuff, I learned on my own. No one taught me and no one was willing to teach me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, the mentality that I come from is a lot of the people that I've met went to school for this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So to them, they paid 12 13, 14, 15 grand to do what they do. Why are they going to teach me about any of that when it costs them 15 grand? Mm -hmm. So for me, it was kind of just like, oh, okay, I get your point. But now I'm stuck in a spot where it's like, do I go to school for it too? Or do I just buy it and then figure it out on my own? And that's what I did was, you know, I bought my first mic. I bought my first audio interface and I learned how to do it. The mm-hmm. best that I could. Mm-hmm. And, and and that goes the same with editing. It goes the same with uh, working a camera. Just mm-hmm. working it. Mm-hmm. Understanding it now. Yeah. And there are some that are naturally gifted. And will pick it up and, and watch a few YouTube videos. And then bam, they come up with a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And then there are some like me where it's like. Creatively, I know I have it. But the technicals. It's the hardest part. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Like, not to like dog on school, but like, it's, I guess, like, go, like when it comes to media, media is constantly changing. Mm-hmm. So I guess, like, for that, you know, going to school is great, but I don't see a point in doing that because it's like I said, it's constantly changing. Media, you could be learning something in like your first year, but second year, what, whatever you learned is no longer relevant because 
that's like 12 months in 12 months a lot can change Mm -hmm. you know it's like music you know music's you can like the style that's coming out in january you know like the song that's popping in january by december irrelevant because there are there are you know like 11 other months like after that and then it's so different but and and there i i can agree i can half-heartedly agree because i do think some of what school teaches you is irrelevant Mm-hmm. But then school also teaches you the technicalities of it. So they teach you about um, understanding those 12 months of change. Mm-hmm. They'll sit you down and teach you, okay, this is this is how uh, analyzing data works. Mm-hmm. And as, as now a business person, mm-hmm. I wish I had known that. How to analyze that, how to analyze data so that you could apply that to your job and better fit um, projects and better fit your people inside the company for certain things. Mm-hmm. School, I'm, I'm always gonna be fifty fifty with school because mm-hmm. I do believe in it and I don't believe in it. There are some things that I see what school does and it's like I don't see a point because I'm not gonna say math is relevant, but. <laughs> I got into, I was able to work at a bank without, I was able to work at a bank and my math mark was like a 50. Honestly. Consistently for four years. I think that's what everybody was surprised about is that you actually got a job at the bank knowing like zip yep. about what it is that as a banker you need to know. And, and it's hard because they don't let you have a calculator on the floor. Yeah. And cause I used to, and that's the thing is like, look. I'm not ashamed of how dumb I come off because mm-hmm. I don't know my multiplications past like three or four. It's okay. Me too. Me too. But, <laughs> but that's the thing is like, look, even when I worked at a bank, mm-hmm. it was simple adding and subtracting. It was learning about investment packaging. It mm-hmm. was learning about how to speak. It mm-hmm. was learning about engaging and how to be quick. Mm-hmm. I think for someone like me, I also understood that I'm more of a situational person. Situ- mm-hmm. Yeah. Because based off the situation, if I need to learn it, I can learn it. Mm-hmm. Based off the situation, if I have to do something, I can do it. Mm-hmm. But if you're asking me to learn seven times eight, okay, it's going to take me a bit. Count with your fingers. Yeah, I still have to count <laughs> with my fingers. And and that's the one thing that when I was in high school, like my teacher would see all the time is the ticks on the, the piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Because I would do, you know, seven times four and it would be like seven seven rows of four. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's it's something that I think school because of how school is, I understand that they can't teach accordingly to the student mm-hmm. but also teaching the way they do it it makes students not care yeah you know because um i remember like whenever you talk about you know physics or you know biology or or, or, or you know chemistry and and like i remember saying to you like you know when you talk about it you know it's interesting you know it, it it makes me want to learn. But when I was in school, 
they they made it so boring. Yeah, and and I think that's the thing. It's like, look, kids are kids and people, adults. We are entertained by things that we see. Mm-hmm. So for me, it could be as simple as people asking me a question or people or, or me watching something. Like for example, I watch a lot of the Flash. So mm-hmm. I don't know if the physics or whatever they're saying is right. Mm-hmm. But because I don't know, I'll mm-hmm. look it up. Yeah. And then I'll try to understand, oh, mm-hmm. okay, wait. So how does this formula work? What is what is this formula about? What 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 are what are these things that they're talking about? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but because of these shows and because of media and and everything that happens to this day and people talking about it to me, mm-hmm. I'm fascinated by it. Mm-hmm. Even the simple things as, because I went to uh, Catholic school, mm-hmm. the simple things as religion back in high school, <laughs> I hated it. Yeah. But now as an individual who on a daily basis, I see people talk about religion in in a very misconstrued way mm-hmm. that now that as an adult, I can kind of see it objectively. Mm-hmm. I have a very big interest in religion Mm -hmm. but that's because you also have an understanding where like people and like i I try not to you know get into the talk of like religion because you know everybody's opinions on it you know they will take whatever it is said and they will turn it to you know how they like to you know yes but for you because you have an understanding in that that you're like no but but that's not how it is And, and and you try to look into and you're like that is that is not right, you know? But at the same time, this is all about perspectives. Yeah, because religion is about perspective. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to see what is... I'd like to see religion for what was what it was intended for. Mm-hmm. Like, the one thing that I always say is that the one thing I've learned about most religions mm-hmm. is that they all share the same teachings. I think it's uh, to love each other. It's a very simple teaching because like in in Catholicism, you have the Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. Me, my family, we grew up very religious. We, you know, we had uh, Buddhism and we had shamanism. Mm -hmm. So understanding what both of it was and what it stood for allowed me to understand that when people ask me, what are my beliefs? I don't tell them Buddhism or or shamanism. I don't tell them anything. I tell mm-hmm. them that what I believe in is what I believe in. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to put a name on it because I've learned from every single religion, every single person I've passed. Mm-hmm. I've met a Muslim and they sat down with me and they've talked about their religion and their beliefs. Mm-hmm. There are some things that I don't agree with and there are some things that I do agree with. But it's the simple things of religion to me is something for me. I don't need to speak about it to other people. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to keep it to myself. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the act of like, oh, you know, like, let's talk about it. Let's have a discussion. But, you know, even if I don't agree with it, I can respect it. Yeah. You know, like, I can wholeheartedly respect it and respect your opinions on it. Even yeah. if it doesn't, like, you know, agree with who I am as a person. And, you know, I think that's what, like, you know, you've always told me to. Like, even from the beginning, you know, before we got married, bef- like, maybe halfway through dating you were you always told me you know like even if you know you don't believe what i believe in don't go and tell me i'm wrong you know don't don't try to preach your beliefs onto me yeah i i would let anyone believe what they want to believe 
I'm not going to be there to tell you you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, you know, I've I've met people who are into Satanism and they've come to me and they made very valid points. Mm-hmm. But a lot of, you know, like, for example, you know, Satanism, I, I was watching a YouTube video where they all have come from, you know, Christianity or 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 like other religions, you know, and they like it's so interesting to see like their perspectives or like people who convert to a different religion where it's like oh like i see how these people around me how they use you know their religious text you know and they will flip it you know and do something to it that i didn't i didn't like anymore yeah i feel like people use religious text to perverse it to the way they want it to be Mm-hmm. Okay, and and that's something. And religion is not something that I want to get deep with because it's so controversial when it's you so talk personal, about it. It's so personal, though. Yeah, it is very personal. For me, religion is just a way for me to understand certain things and how the world operates. Mm-hmm. It's to help you build like a ground, yeah. so you could view. It's like you said to view the world in a different perspective. Sometimes, you know, like outside of how you are as a person, how you think. And that's why I am the way I am and mm-hmm. the way I kind of approach uh, certain things in my life. Mm-hmm. It's because of my ideals and my beliefs that I am the way I am. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've met Filipinos who are like hardcore Christians. Mm-hmm. But when they talk to me, and when they talk to me, I don't look down on their beliefs. Mm -hmm. It makes me respect them because they're very giving and forgiving people. Mm -hmm. I've done my fair share of wrong, but I've had some people come to me and tell me that it's okay because God would forgive you too. And to me, that right there, it's, it's why we have good people in the world is because religion allows for them to understand when certain situations happen and why it's that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I, I understand that portion, you know, where like, it's, it's amazing how, you know, like w- we did talk about, you know, how bad, you know, people can use r- religion in a certain way, but also it's so beautiful, you know, when people you know, like, use it and, you know, they talk to you about it, you know? Because religion can be such a beautiful thing. It it really is. I think religion can be as beautiful as the person wants it to be. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know, I've met some people who aren't religious at all, but they are the most beautiful people. But then when you get to know them, the the way they think and the way their thought process is very much so based off these certain teachings from this religion or those certain teachings from those religions. Mm-hmm. It's like them not wanting to identify to just one religion, but rather ha- taking the teachings of each and kind of like putting them together to form their own, even if there's no name to it, you know? And I think all that comes down to uh, your life journey as well. Mm-hmm. Learning from what you have been through in your life. Mm-hmm. There are some people that 
in their life they haven't gone through anything and then in their 20s when they do go through something i hear them say oh why god and they say that a lot mm-hmm. and i know that they don't say it out of spite or out of anything like that but when you become when you've gone through stuff so young and you start to realize certain things about yourself mm-hmm. you stop asking why god and you start asking what did i do wrong Mm-hmm. you know a lot of it is just perspective yeah yeah because i know that like there are times where like like i'm not i'm not like a huge religious person for for myself and like i'm not saying like you know i don't believe in it i do but there are times where like you know like i i do come back and you know like i sit and like after like a hard day or like if i'm going through something you know it's like an internal battle battle i sit there and i ask you know like why like yeah like why god did you have me experience this you know and and it's exactly like you said going back and not to you know say it in such a negative way but more of like a questioning you know like why did i go through whatever it is today or was it yesterday or was it before that you know why go through all that is there a bigger purpose you know like a bigger picture and, you know, like to bring it back to uh, the topic from the beginning is I think those are just setbacks. Mm-hmm. Those are just setbacks to teach you certain things, to mm-hmm. make you understand certain things. Yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the day, we as humans are have to be willing to learn and open to the concept of always learning. Mm-hmm. Even, even if, even at, you know, I've met a lot of like 40, 50 year olds it comes to a point where are you willing to learn and to understand? Mm-hmm. You know, it's as simple as you willing to learn and understand about your kids because your kids, they will grow. Mm-hmm. But as you grow older, you know, I've met some people that tell me the one thing that I've heard from someone that was very, you know, it made me understand certain things was, as your parents get older, and I'm talking about maybe like their 50s, 60s, 70s, why should it be them that tries to understand us? It should be us that tries to understand them. And then I got it because it was kind of just like, oh, we ex- we always expect people to understand us. Mm-hmm. But we are not willing to understand other people as well. Yeah. And that's when there's always conflict or that's when there is a situation that gets taken out of hand. Mm -hmm. I feel like with our parents, especially because they're getting older and, you know, that means that they're not able to catch up with our times. And so we're going to we are going to go through that, too. Mm -hmm. You know, eventually we have to. It's an exact it's exactly like how you said, you know, like because our parents are getting older we have to try and understand them and try and understand the where they are coming from because they they grew up in a different time than we are yeah you know like it, it, it might come off as as very um what's the word um hard yeah like or, or like the way they say things it might be harsh but you have to understand like we ourselves have to put like ourselves in their shoes and see it from their perspectives you know why they said that mm-hmm. why they do certain things you know although it might be hard you know because you know this is very relatable to 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 what we are going through you know like it, it's it's hard because sometimes you know 
us thinking in like you know 21st century you know it it doesn't work you yeah. know how they think how we think it it doesn't fit together like a piece of puzzle but i think after you you know like after you dig through all of that you know behind those words you know it's like it's like you always tell me read between the lines it, they have good intentions yeah parents the one thing that I've understood about parents is that no matter how harsh they are, there's some kind of good intention behind it. Look for that and then go mm-hmm. off that. Yeah. Before you go and you blow up on them. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a better way to speak to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, There isn't a need to always be so rash about how we say things or the way we go about things. Mm-hmm. And... I think that just comes with learning more about yourself, learning more about who you really are, you know, because now that I am 28, I've taken a lot of time during my early 20s and my teens to understand a lot about who I was. Because mm-hmm. as a teen, you know, we go through this phase where everything that you are is just a reflection of everything that is around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then in your in your 20s, that's when you start having conflicting thoughts. Is this who I really am? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it gets to a point where it's like, for me, you lose everything and then you're left with nothing and then it makes you think like, oh, I am no one because I have no identity. Mm -hmm. Now it's a lot easier for me because I've gone through enough in my life to understand that I'm I'm comfortable with who I am mm-hmm. and I'm going to be open to the concept of learning more about myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen a lot of kids. You know, I had a business acquaintance and she taught me a lot of things. This business acquaintance, she was the one that when she spoke to me, it was very harsh. Mm-hmm. She used to tell me, yeah. She used to tell me you were worthless, that what you were doing, you're never going to make anything. Mm-hmm. And then one day I snapped at her and I said to her, you don't know anything about me. Yeah. You don't know anything about my drive and my motivation. Mm-hmm. Maybe my resume has nothing on it. Yeah. But every single person that I have helped is still alive and is still kicking, is still rocking this world. Mm-hmm. That's not on my resume. But for every person that I have helped in in my lifetime, and I'm still young, they are are rocking it in this world. Mm -hmm. And then she just sat there and she was was kind of stunned that I would say something. And then I left and then she calls me back and she says to me, I'm sorry, it's just as a woman, you get treated like trash. Yeah. And no one cares about you. Yeah, yeah. So when you're in my position, you got to weed out the evil. Mm -hmm. You got to weed out the bad. Yeah, yeah. And I learned a lot from people like her. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, how do you go about, like, trying to find out who you are and then, like, be comfortable in it? You know? Because... For me, because I'm still doing that, it seems like I'll never be able to find out who I am. Like, and then, like, 
like how do I say this? Like I won't be able to find out who I am ever, because it just it just seems like every time I try and I try, I hit a wall, and then it's like oh, okay. And that's the thing about people is that they're not comfortable with failing. They're mm-hmm. not comfortable with making mistakes. Mm-hmm. I've gotten so comfortable at it that if I were to fail or if I were to make a mistake, it's not the end for me. Mm-hmm. I've learned a lot about myself. You're not going to learn. You you cannot learn about yourself being happy. Of course. You learn the most about yourself when you're struggling and depressed. And I say that not in a not in a bad way. I say that in a way where it's like I learned about my resilience. Mm-hmm. to be alive when I through my depre- through my through my depression mm-hmm. so much has happened to me and I'm only 28 yeah but because of everything that has happened I've also learned so much about myself so much about who I really am mm-hmm. and I've surprised my myself mm-hmm. I I never would have thought that I would love kids the way I do. <laughs> or I, I never would have thought that what I want more in this life is to continue helping people. Mm-hmm. Because you have to fail. But, you know, like for me, because I see like the things that I do as like failures and like setbacks, I'm afraid to to keep making them because sometimes and, and and it's like you said you know like in order to learn more about yourself you know you have to fail but sometimes those failures they they scare you yeah because you've made them constantly constantly over and over and over again and so it's like how many more times do i have to fail before i find myself but like how like how bad is each failure gonna be before i get to that point where like this is who I am I am comfortable with it I think something that I've something that I've always remembered was being told if you fail once mm-hmm. it's okay you learn something if you fail twice it's okay because you just took the other direction to that failure if you fail three times and it's the same thing you're the idiot you're the idiot because you've already gone left and you've gone right in the same direction. Now, if you fail three times, it's because you're too comfortable failing. It's, you're too comfortable with everything that is around you. Mm-hmm. Now, go and be uncomfortable. Go do something that you're not comfortable doing. If you're not comfortable, like for example, if you're try, if if I'm trying to teach someone how to cook, and they cook and they cut their finger once, okay, now you'll know the second time what to do. Not to cut your finger. Not to hold something a different way and to hold the knife a different way. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So now you do it. And then they get to the frying pan and they, and they, put, oil in the, they put oil in it. Yeah, yeah. But they realize that, oh, you know, the thing that they're putting in is going gonna, gonna to pop. Mm-hmm. And then it pops. And then they get hurt. Yeah. Okay, now if you're too scared to face that, you will never get to eat. <laughs> It's just the honest truth of it is if you're too scared of the oil popping at you, you will never get to eat. So what are you going to do? If you order food, how much money do you have before all that runs out? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Now face your fears. Now understand that 
facing that fear is going to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but eventually, you'll get used to it. You'll start to understand it. You'll start to understand that, oh, if I put my meat from um, from uh, from the front to back, the oil will spill the other way. Okay, see, you learned something. Mm-hmm. Someone learned something. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing with business. It's the same thing with life. It's the same thing with school. When people go to school and they screw up the first time, why did you screw up? You know? Yeah, yeah. Then the second time you go and you screw up, okay. Now you have to question. Now you will sit and question why you're failing. Mm-hmm. So the third time you go, you're going to start to understand uh, these external factors that that affected me, I need to take these out. Mm-hmm. Okay, these distractions that have affected me, I need to take those out. My re- my motivation and de- determination, it wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. But now it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the third time you should be fine. The third time you should, it should be a lot better. Mm-hmm. It, it's why I'm okay with failing because I understand the outcome that comes at the end of it. If... As a business owner, you fail your business mm-hmm. and then you start another one mm-hmm. and you fail it again and then you start another one. By the, by the time you hit that third one, you'll be a lot more cautious about the money that you put in, mm-hmm. about the people that you want inside of it, mm-hmm. about the steps that you take in the business world. That's true. Now you're cautious. It's the same thing with me. It's why this time I'm a lot more cautious with the people that I want to work with. Mm-hmm. Why, when people say things about me or say things to me, yeah, I'm not hurt by it because I always think about I've already come so far. Yeah, uh, the length of time that I've taken to get here, mm-hmm. it's taught me a lot. You know, and it's something that. I think people need to understand is that things don't happen in the blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. It takes a long time and it takes a lot of resilience. Mm-hmm. Whether you have whether you have the the willpower mm-hmm. to continue to stand that is each and every individual and it's up to them. Yeah, that's true. Setbacks and failures will always happen. Mm-hmm. But how many? That's up to the person. That's true. Because I guess like you can learn from those setbacks and those failures quick, you know, and then you try not to avoid them. You try not to take the same steps to lead there. I guess like the quicker you accept your setbacks and failures, the um, I guess the easier it will be later on. That and the sooner you start to realize who you are as a person. That's why I've learned so much about myself is because of my failures. Mm-hmm. I've, I've learned so much in the beginning that I'm such a... And, and a lot of people will say that... It's going to be funny that I say this, but I'm such a giving person <laughs> that... That was the failure in the beginning was I had I when I had nothing to give anymore. I had no one. 
mm-hmm. or I had no more money to invest in the company than no one was there. Okay, yeah. so the second time, how 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 will I do it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so now as a person, I start to understand a lot about myself, a lot about who I am as a person now. Mm-hmm. Okay, yo, I can't be like this. Yeah. Because if I'm constantly like this, I'll have nothing. Yeah. And that's something that I've really come to terms with is understanding that my failures are who I am. Mm-hmm. If you run away from your failures, you will always and constantly be that way. If I if I understood, like something that I did a while back was go back to the people that meant a lot to me and apologize to them for things that I had done in the past. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I understand that that's the way I was. But the way I am now, I hope that I could be better to them. And I hope that I could continue to be better and as and someone that they could rely on but you know that takes a lot of strength because like like and i say that because you know back then when you were that person you didn't realize what it is that you've done and you know it takes time over time and you know even if it's years you know sometimes there are a lot of people that don't realize that and they're like oh i'm i was still right you know and they were wrong you know and it takes a lot of strength to come to the realization to be like oh shit i was wrong you know like i shouldn't have done this you know even if that wasn't my intention you know i i shouldn't have gone about it like that mm-hmm. and setbacks failures and everything that we talked about today it's all intertwined into like one thing of who you are as a person Mm-hmm. Coming to terms with that. Because if you don't come to terms with any of your failures about your flaws, mm-hmm. you will always think you're perfect. Yeah. Okay? And that's something that you need to understand is that you aren't perfect. Mm-hmm. Everything that you do has a flaw. Mm-hmm. Until one day you realize what that flaw is and then, you know, learn to change it. Yeah. I'm not... I understand that when I'm under pressure, that I I um, I react a certain way. Mm-hmm. So I understand that. So it's something that I work on constantly. Mm-hmm. But I had to come to terms with that first. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't mind if people tell me. But the one thing that I've never liked is when people tell me but don't understand me. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's something that I've also come to terms with and understood about myself. That the way that I grew up and the way that I am and the way that I speak sometimes it's very blunt. Mm-hmm. I speak very blunt. Mm-hmm. If I don't like something and I don't like someone, then I will say it. Yeah. But I've also come to terms with the fact that maybe they are the way they are because they've gone through their own journey, mm-hmm. the way I've gone through mine. Yeah, yeah. And I can't speak that way. Mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, setbacks and failures make a make a human being, make a person either weaker or someone stronger. Mm-hmm. It just depends on the person itself. Yeah. You know, like, it'd be easy for me when I was depressed or when I was going through everything for me to just pick up blunt and smoke that blunt mm-hmm. or me to... To give up. Give up. 
But for me, I wanted to stay true to who I was. Mm-hmm. And I started to learn truly who I was. Mm-hmm. You know, I have, I'm very blessed that I've come to a point in my life where I can understand about my failures and understand certain things that I wouldn't have understood when I was 20. Mm-hmm. Even 25, I yeah. wouldn't have understood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's you know, like time really does determine who you are as a person too, you know? Yeah, and how that person deals with time. Because, look, like, every day that I wake up, I realize that time has gone by. Mm -hmm. I could say to myself every day, I didn't do what I wanted to yesterday. Or I could just wake up today and appreciate the day. Appreciate how much time has come between my growth. Mm -hmm. I wake up and realize... I was better than I am yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I have to constantly be better than I was yesterday. Yeah. Not to put pressure on myself, but so that I have an understanding that every day I will learn something. Mm-hmm. Whether it be in the most minuscule way, I will learn something. Yeah. Because I don't want to stay the same. I don't want to... I don't want to be like those old grumpy people that you're like when you're 80 and you're just screaming at everyone. Yeah. But I feel like that's because, you know, I guess when you are at that age where you're like 80, you know, 70, 80 over there, um, you people like them, you know, they might not have done what they wanted. And so they think about it because they're like, oh, I got. I'm I'm dying, you know? Yeah. And, and that's just the reality. Not to, you know, make it sad, but it's just the reality that at that age, you realize, oh, there are things that you didn't get to do. And that's the thing. It's like, look, and they get angry. I've met, I've met some seniors mm-hmm. and those, those seniors have the most beautiful stories. Mm-hmm. If listeners, like, if you guys have the time, like, just ask a random senior about, you know, their story. Because they, they have the best stories. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've asked a man how... I've asked a man who carries a picture of his wife why he does that. And he said to me, because no matter how much time has passed between my wife passing and me living, mm-hmm. I still love her. And it was so simple. It was mm-hmm. just a very simple... I love her. You and he and he and he even said to me he goes Sometimes you don't realize how much love you have for a person because they're right there. Mm-hmm. But when they are gone, you start to realize the empty spaces that they have left. Mm-hmm. And it was like he said it could be just going to the washroom and seeing her toothbrush. And I think learning things from seniors and learning things from even younger kids now has taught me so much about perspective, taught me so much about trying to be understanding. Because mm-hmm. I've, th- I've talked to kids too. And when I talk about kids, I'm talking about the aged like 14 to like 18. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And when I talk to them, there's a huge generation gap that I don't see. Mm-hmm. They talk about how they're pressured because of how social media is. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I, I can't go and say ignore it because social media is everything nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's something that we have to come to terms with. That's true. You know, it's the same thing with like my dad, you know, when Netflix first came out, we told him about it. He was, oh, no, no, that stuff is dangerous. But now look at him. Netflix every day. Netflix, Prime Videos. He's one who will ask us to help him, too. Yeah. And it's something that we come to terms with. We learn and we become better. Mm, That's true. I've I've come to understand that. When I look at adults, Mm -hmm. I can't look at them for what they've done to me. Mm hmm. I have to look at them for who they are and the growth that they've made during that period. Mm-hmm. That's why I can be forgiving to adults. I can be forgiving to people because I'm not looking at them for who they are. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking at them for the growth that they've made. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, one of the most beautiful lessons that I've ever come across in my life was being told, Whatever it is you want to do in your life, you're going to meet your demons. Yeah. And your demons, it's going to be everything that you hate Mm. about yourself. Yeah. So you either face it and meet a whole new side of you. Or you could run away from it and meet the bigger devil that will meet you at the end of that road. Yeah. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think that should tie up everything for this episode. Um, I think it was a very nice and calming conversation. Mm-hmm. And I hope that the listeners enjoyed as well. Um, I guess we'll continue conversations like this more often. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it for now. We'll see you guys uh, Friday. All right. Bye-bye.